Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for today's military spouses so they can continue to make confident and informed decisions for themselves and their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and your host for Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. Actually, this is our first Friday episode. I'm still coming up with a name for it. For now, I'm probably going to call it Financial Freedom Fridays or Financial Fridays. If any of our listeners have a better way of naming our Fridays, then let us know. But this is a special episode. And again, I am your host, Jen Amos. And every Fridays, I have decided to bring on someone on the US Vet Wealth team. US Vet Wealth is the company that I am so proud to be working with alongside with my husband, Scott R. Tucker. And so for this first Financial Freedom Friday, Finance Fridays, who knows, still figuring it out, I have brought on my husband with me here. So Scott R. Tucker. Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to be here. It's always fun to have you on the show. I tend to find that people seem to enjoy us for some reason. Oh, gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Right. So the reason why I have you here today is because I thought it would make sense for you to kick off this Friday show with me. It's pretty much going to be an open dialogue. What is going on with our company Mm -hmm. and, you know, what our spouses specifically need to know in regards to their finances. So today we have some exciting news. Scott's book, Veteran Wealth Secrets, is at its pre-launch right now. So Mm -hmm. we have this book available for free via PDF. And just off the bat, if you are interested in taking a look at it or getting that free download, visit VeteranWealthSecrets.com. You will also see that in the show notes. But once again, that is our new upcoming book. Really excited about it. VeteranWealthSecrets.com. So Scott, why don't we start with you just sharing a little bit about, briefly, uh, how did U.S. Vet Wealth start? Well, it's, I mean, honestly, it's been a 12-year journey since my transition out of the Army when I was getting out around 2008 in Germany. And I didn't know what to do, I stumbled into financial services, and got to stay in Germany, becoming a quote-unquote financial planner. And so it seemed like a interesting career choice after the military, an opportunity kind of choose my own hours, decide how much I wanted to make. People who recruit you into the industry make it sound really easy. But I had you know, read some books about entrepreneurship back then. So I liked the idea of not having to answer orders to somebody else. But unfortunately, I found that you know the traditional model of saving for retirement, everything we've kind of been told. I mean, I get into this a lot more in the book, but the short of it is I just found it to be leading a lot of people to mediocrity and and a lot of veterans coming out of the military prepared for retirement when they're 65, Mm -hmm. but totally unprepared or unaware of the financial aspect of the transition and the whole military transition process that they teach guys when they're getting out, guys and gals, of course, were that it's all about getting a job, which technically is about money, but, you know, the rush to get a job to replace the paycheck 
led a lot of people into jobs they really didn't like, and it made a lot of their problems even worse after the military, and just, you know, a lot of unhappiness, even if people were technically doing well. Mm -hmm. And I just got so frustrated because technically I had transitioned myself into a job I didn't like and mm -hmm. didn't like how I was being told to do it, but it was the only way I knew how to make a living, and I thought... All right. Well, I don't want to just quit the industry because, one, again, it's the only way I know how to make a, make a dollar for myself to survive. But I also thought, like, I know something that's not being told in this gap. Nobody's talking about the financial aspect of transition, not to mention the modern economy that we're in, the tremendous amount of opportunities to think about the quote-unquote job or making money or saving money for the future, how you use it. And, you know, the internet changed everything. The iPhone or the handheld phones really changed everything. Mm -hmm. Yet our whole military transition process is all about resumes and job interviews and, you know, going to work for a big corporation and basically just becoming another military family in the civilian world. And it's just, I know so many people want more. And then specifically the military spouses, you know, in the last decade or so, really they led the charge in the whole blogging space, the mm -hmm. whole make money in a different way. It really came from the military spouses that introduced our community to that. It's like, this is all part of the quote unquote financial planning or wealth building and, and all that kind of stuff that everybody's been talking about for so long. And I just realized that there's a better way to do it. And I had to go really against the grain in the financial industry, really against the grain and the advice that is given to military families and veterans around these subjects. But it was the only way with integrity I could, again, make a living in this industry. And I thought, hey, not, not only is this going to be better for my own mental health coming out of the military, I realized we can change a certain subset of our population. Honestly, a lot of our population kind of needs that traditional path. That's why they went in the military. They mm -hmm. like serving, but they also like the idea of following orders. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like serving, but they like the idea of leading. But now they have an opportunity in post-military life to lead with their own creativity and not within a rigid structure. Especially, again, in this modern economy in 2020, we have so many opportunities. And I just want people to feel that they're in a position professionally, personally, financially, to say, you know what, it's like, man, you know what, I want to go do that thing. Mm -hmm. I know I was told and I was expecting to have to do this thing, but I see my friends, I see other veterans out there, I see other military spouses doing something different. I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean you have to start a business necessarily, but the idea of just kind of following the traditional path is really actually what has been considered the smart and safe path all this time is not smart and safe. Mm -hmm. And I'll end it on this because we're thinking about money. And it's about saving for the future. What a real business owner knows, and I think every military family should think of themselves as a business unit. What are you doing to produce income for that unit? And since any business knows that if you only have one customer or one stream of income, one way of making money for your business, then that's really risky because if something were to go wrong, if that all of a sudden widget is no longer, you know, has an audience anymore because somebody else invented something better, then boom, that stream of income goes away. Yet that's what the entire civilian employee workforce mentality is. You only get one customer. And if anything goes wrong, you're out of that income stream. And that hurts you know, so many Americans, but specifically the veteran military community, because we're used to that really secure paycheck and benefits that ain't going away. Mm -hmm. And so in the civilian world where that is becomes very, very shaky ground to have that one source of 
kind of everything in your life, we need to be more realistic of realizing that civilian life is really, really different than what happens in the military. We all know it intellectually, but there's just never been a better time to gather the information and then specifically to use these tools and technologies to build the network. Because we all know your net worth is your network. Your network is your net worth. And, you know, that's how you position yourself to find what you want and to position to you know, eventually find out opportunities for more income versus just did I save in the stock market the right way? You know, where do you get more control? We think the financial control happens with where you position yourself for opportunity, not just betting it on some, you know, Roth IRA or index fund. That's a part of it because you got to do something with your money, sure. But for the veterans and military spouses, those military families and veteran families that want to participate in this new economy and take more of a leadership role in our country in some capacity, doesn't have to be politics, that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see anybody in the financial advice giving world doing that. I mean, look what Dave Ramsey preaches. Do you hear any of that conversation? It's nice to fix people's you know, financial problems, but where's the motivation to actually go do something? And I always thought that was the missing piece of this world, and that's what vet wealth is all about. Yeah, well, thank you for really elaborating on that. I think it's always important, especially when we have new listeners on the show, to know what our company is about and where Holding Down the Fort podcast was birthed from. I was thinking about how... We all know that during that transition time, a couple of years before you get out, a lot of our service members go through that program, the transition assistance program. I think from what I understand, it's probably named There's various names yeah. depending on which service and they keep changing it because they keep trying to improve it. Right, right. Make, oh, we yeah. can do it better. And so, of course, we are very well aware that there are organizations and programs available to help with that transition. One of the issues we have found is the transition for the spouses and the families. They usually get that, let's say, secondhand information from the service member if they do, or they have to kind of figure it out themselves or within their own community of other military spouses. And so I wanted to just briefly get your thoughts on that and how really at a disadvantage that puts spouses in. I mean, don't get me wrong, we know that spouses are resilient. We know that they are resourceful. We know that they will figure it out. But wouldn't it be easier if they had, you know, more tools so that they didn't have to always... It's not even about it being easier. Mm -hmm. It's just, you could do it better. Mm -hmm. And you deserve, after all the sacrifices that go into it, right. you deserve to be able to do it the best way that you can could do it. But mm -hmm. if you don't know about it, then you can't even possibly do the best. Right. And that's when people come to us so frustrated. Like, man, I wish somebody would have told me this 10 years ago. <laughs> and then that's true. And, you know, ironically, just this last week... The DOD made it, or I think it was just the Secretary of the Army made a big push, or the Chief of Staff of the Army made a big push saying, hey, you know what? We haven't been doing enough for family readiness. So mm -hmm. we've been doing too many deployments, so they're going to make a conscious effort now. Mm -hmm. It's 2020. Remember when 9-11 was? That was in 2001. So wow. now after 19 years of deployments and war and, and separating these families and making this really, really hard... Um, <laughs> Oh, now we're going to take a good hard look at it. And again, what typically happens, it's just another big band-aid. They do some surveys. They throw a bunch of money at it and they create a program, put a funny name on it. You know, Soldier for Life. Mm -hmm. Think about that. SFL TAP, Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program. That's the Army's thing. The language itself doesn't 
benefit the transition. Soldier for life, you're actually leaving the military.、Mm-hmm. It makes no sense, and so it's just like no. You need to be the individual or or the family unit separate from the military and not follow orders. I mean, if you want that control, that's otherwise you're only going to see the few options. And and so to your point, getting the information to the spouses, if only so that they can help guide their service member because they're lost in chaos during this period for about eighteen months or so. The checklists are endless. They tell us how stressful they are. They're exhausted. They don't know what to do. The money thing just seems like、oh, I just need to get a job. That's just another checkbox. Right. It's like no. What do you want? What do you want for your family? And if you guys don't have that conversation about you know what's the real priority here on all these lists,、mm-hmm. how much is this for the military and how much is this for you? Because once you're out, you're out. They don't care about you.、Mm-hmm. And you know that's what we're pushing. You know, give yourself the best chance and seek out the resources that help guide you down the path you want to go. Versus just what other ones that went before us did. Let's just kind of follow this path because this person went to that, you know, training program. They had a good result. You know, now is the time where, if you really want to end up finding your thing, you have to start seeking it yourself. Don't put it off. You know, this is the opportunity.、Mm-hmm. The transition seems like a scary thing, and it is, but. It's actually an opportunity to finally get what you want. You're not getting orders to which duty station you have to go to and that kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it so cool, and that's where a lot of opportunities missed. Yeah, this week we just released an episode with Enrique, and he was talking about how, as a service member, his primary goal is to show up to the duty station at a certain time. You know, like if they have to, you know, change stations, he has to be at a certain place specifically at a certain time, and everything else falls onto the spouse. You know, the spouse has to kind of figure out like what to do with the kids, what to do with the housing, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of establish like that new normal. And so the reason why we bring all this up, and the reason why we are U.S. Vet Wealth, is because we are bold enough to say that our military families deserve so much more than what. The government is currently giving them. Of course, we appreciate what the government has for them. But as you know, as a family, you know, Scott being a veteran and myself being a gold star daughter, being far removed from the military at this point, we're looking at the active duty service member and families today, and we truly believe that you deserve so much better. And for today's conversation, we want to dive more into the context of you deserve better, you deserve more when it comes to your finances. And so, going back to Veteran Wealth Secrets in our book today, even though Scott, it's titled Veteran Wealth Secrets, we highly recommend that our active duty military spouses, whether it's a couple of years before transition or close to transition, or even while you're still in active duty and you don't know when you're going to transition out, we encourage you to download this book and take it a read, especially while it's still in pre-launch and especially while it's still available. Scott, I wanted to get your thoughts on that and how important. We believe it is for our spouses to check out this book. Yeah, because we're all going to be a veteran or dealing with a veteran at some point. That's、mm-hmm. what I call the Department of Veterans Affairs. It's all about you know the service member. That's technically why all the benefits are based around the individual service member, not necessarily the family unit.、Mm-hmm. It's all a technicality. And I mean, the military is made to win our nation's wars.、Mm-hmm. It's not to make sure everybody's taken care of. Like、right. they do. A lot compared to 
all other armies in existence, all other militaries currently in existence, let alone in all of human history. So, you know, we're kind of in the best situation in all of human history. To be a, a veteran family in the United States of America in the year 2020 in the Internet age, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm alluding at. You know, we're positioned so uniquely, even within American society, for the amount of benefits, pats on the back. Right. I mean, that you can get going for if you use it properly. And so, you know, position yourself to, to that advantage. And so, you know, to truly understand how how you position yourself to, I don't say take advantage. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people do abuse their military benefits. But to, hey, leverage what you got. Don't use what you don't need. That's a lot of the distractions. GI bills, VA loans. Mm-hmm. You know, that pulls people way off the path if it's not really their thing. But they do it anyways because they think it's a benefit. I need to use it. And so things like that need to be understood in the context with how does money actually work? How do taxes work? How does the financial world work, especially today? And I'm not even talking about things like Bitcoin yet. This is still the standard tools and products. There's just new technology out there. There's new ways of doing things. In the financial world, there's new technology. Mm -hmm. And so the better you use it, the easier things become. A lot of it can be a lot of the stressy stuff that can be automated now. You know, a lot of the budgeting and things that people used to worry about, you can take that off your place so you can focus on the things that you want to focus on. And so, you know, so really for the spouse to read this book, to understand while, yes, I write it more for that veteran who needs to understand it from their perspective and getting out of the military, because they're also got to figure out, you know, now that I'm not a soldier or sailor, airman, marine, what am I? You know, the personal branding, the identity mm-hmm. aspect of it is so important. And so, yes, I'm writing to that, but I think a lot of that will speak to the military spouse as well. They're in this very much similar boat. And sometimes they can see it in each other, you know, mm-hmm. as you and I do. We point things out a little bit, like, and it always adds a little bit to, oh, I didn't know that about me, or I forgot that about me. And, yeah. and I kind of put it back into my identity and, and you separate yourself into you know, what you want to become. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. And even as myself, who was not an active duty military spouse, I was able to experience that through my mom and what she went through. And even though, as we mentioned, the title is about veterans, veteran wealth secrets, I just feel like there's this universal lesson that you're teaching in the book. And it's really about waking up to the fact that you already have a pot of gold, And it's just masked with standard military benefits. And you can help me elaborate on this more. But it's like the money that you already have, the benefits that you already have, there is a way to better maximize it so that you have more control of it. And therefore, you have more options when you transition. You don't just like what Scott was saying earlier, like you don't have to just maybe get that next job. You could you know, do something else. You can do apprenticeship. You can travel. You can have more options, I think, is what we're trying to say. And part of that is just getting educated. Another, I guess, cliche I want to say, like how to make lemonade out of lemons that you already have. That's already given Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah, well, usually that implies that something's bad. Okay, well, then help me with the cliche. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a better cliche. (laughs) Make a rock into diamond. I don't know. (laughs) Coal into diamond. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it can be that dramatic. I mean, honestly, sometimes when you look at the numbers, you know, just do it. But that that can be said for anybody. Like people who get into real estate investment while they're in the military and then just build on it, like they often come out of the military millionaires. Mm-hmm. And it's like the other guy next to him is like, oh, man, I should have done that. 
Right. You know, so, you know, we're not doing rocket science over here. Mm -hmm. It's simply just you know, looking at different aspects of the financial space, given the modern economy we're in and how you can you know, create wealth around that. So they're just new ideas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also this isn't just about you know, military benefits. It's just not, frankly, it's not even just about money. It's really back to that identity because I think it's not even just about the military. This is our American system of you know, go to school, get a job, pay taxes, retire and die. You know, I think now more than ever, again, as a veteran in 2020, a veteran family in 2020, we have opportunities to break out of that system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it goes back to remembering that you know, when we were kids, we all had something that we like doing, you know, creatively, mm -hmm. whether it was drawing or speaking or being an engineer, building stuff. And the people that tend to tap back into that tend to find their new way in the modern world a lot easier. And, you know, that's what I want to remind people to do is, I mean, your post-military life doesn't necessarily have to be associated with what you did or who you identified with when you're in the military. This is the opportunity to choose. Cool. So I think at this point, what I want this special episode to be every Friday is an opportunity to engage with our listeners and maybe answer any questions you have in regards to that. We have three pillars at U.S. Vet Wealth that we primarily focus on, financial education being one of the obvious ones, but also self-development and identity. We think that all three of these pillars can equate to you having more personal autonomy, more personal control in your life. And so if this conversation that we had sparked your interest and you want to be a part of it, we encourage you to check out the show notes of this episode and contact me and we'll be happy to address your question or your comments on our next show. Other than that, Scott, anything else you want to add about Veteran World Secrets? Or no, I, I would say if you are going to ask a question, read the book first so that you understand the context. Because if you're coming to me saying, uh, should I buy a car or lease a car? <laughs> this isn't what this is about. We don't do that. There's plenty of resources out there. One Google works very well, but obviously lots of financial blogs and stuff that get into that traditional financial advice. And once you read the book, you'll understand the real questions you should be asking mm. that nobody told you. Know, there's always the frequently asked questions. Right. And then there's the should ask questions. Every other financial professional or whatever blogger or transition assistants, they're doing the frequently asked questions stuff. Mm -hmm. I tell you what you need to be looking for, what nobody's pointed out and yeah. uh, the new world that exists. I like that. So the requirement <laughs> to our listeners, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the requirement for you to ask a question on our show or to get featured on our show or given a shout out is to read the book. Even read just enough till something stands out to you, something perks your ears and you want us to maybe elaborate a little bit more on it. But Scott, I, we've already been getting some feedback on the book. And so can you share a little bit about what some people have shared so far? I know that we had one of our clients actually say that they read the book twice already. Yeah, yeah. It was just the, I think a lot of people, this book resonates with, one guy said, the first half of that book could practically have been my life. Mm. And so a lot of people are just realizing, this is what I'm feeling. I didn't know how to say it. Mm. And that's because I'm just saying, this is what I went through. This is how I felt. I wish somebody had talked to me about this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's the kind of feedback I'm getting. Like, they just go, yeah, that makes more sense than all this other stuff I've been told. Yeah. It just feels more right. 
Yeah. I think that's a great way to wrap it up and to kind of put a little teaser for our listeners to encourage you to download the book. And so again, if you are interested, we would love for you to join us and be a part of this because really Veteran Wealth Secrets summarizes what we stand for here at US Vet Wealth and where our podcast show, Holding Down the Fort, is birthed from. And so again, you can check out the website, veteranwealthsecrets.com. With that said, that's all I have to say. Any closing thoughts before we go? No, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to being on in the future and get into some more stuff. Yes, more bonding time together. Absolutely. (laughs) Might as well make it part of her. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Okay, listeners, thank you all so much for joining us. We hope that this episode today has given you one more piece of content, resource, education, or relevant story for you to continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. With that said, we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.